Oh, my goodness. Finally. Can I just look for just a second? Just kind of not used to a room this wide. Just scan the room. What a day. I believe God, just like we saw in that scripture that was on the screen, is going to do something big, is going to do something huge, and God wants to do something new in your life too. You know, there's something about new that kind of, it motivates us. New is why, why many of you are here today. We get excited when the word new starts to, to bubble to the top. You know, just a couple months ago, I finally broke down and I got an iPhone 5. I'd been waiting and waiting and I was like, they're never going to come out with a new one. They're just teasing us. I'm just going to go ahead and upgrade now. And then last week, they announced that whatever the next one is, and now mine here is just an antiquated piece of junk. I need a new one. Don't judge, you are the same way. There's something about new and new stuff and, and just experiencing new things that motivates human beings. Think about it. If you've ever bought a brand new car, which I've got issues with people doing that, but if you've ever bought a brand spanking new car, do you feel better when you get in it and smell it before the payment book comes? Tell the truth. You do. It just feels better. Something wired in humans feels better when there's new things happening. That's the way God wired us up, to be motivated by that which is new. And today I want to share a verse with you, a couple of verses with you from the Old Testament about God promising, you just saw from Isaiah 43, to do something brand new in his people, to do something brand new in us. There are some Bibles coming down the aisles right now. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand, the ushers will give you one. It is yours to keep. If you would just like to borrow it and leave it in the back, you can do that as well. Also, the scriptures are on the screen. We give these Bibles out every week at LifePoint because we believe what's contained in that book will reveal God's will for humans and his love and his grace that we all so desperately need in our lives. We're going to read from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, where... God is speaking through this prophet named Isaiah, and he's speaking to a group of people called the Israelites, or God's chosen people, God's nation, and he's talking to them about, first he starts talking about the past, and he says this, he says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses, I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. So what God is reminding them of is the fact that he had delivered them, or their ancestors, nobody that would have been reading this when it was written would have been around when all that happened, but what he's reminding them of is, do you remember when your ancestors were trapped in Egyptian slavery and I delivered them. I freed them. And they were traveling through the desert, and the Egyptian army was traveling behind them, and they were trapped between the army and the sea, and I opened up the waters. And you walked, your ancestors walked through. And then their enemies, the, the Egyptian army came behind them, and then I just snuffed them out with the waters of the ocean. Now think about your enemies for a moment, because we all have enemies. Every one of us in here, no matter who you are, you have people who just flat don't like you. And you got to go up to Falls Lake, right up the road. 
And God would open that water up so you could go across on dry land. Your enemies were behind you. You get to the other side and just watch them get covered over. And just watch God get, wouldn't that feel good? I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it would feel good. It would feel good. To, so just imagine, you wouldn't remember that for generations. Yeah, I had these people didn't like me, and God took care of them. He took them out. And that's what they're doing. Generations later, they're looking back and saying, look at these mighty things God's done in the past. Look how God has worked. Look how he's defeated our enemies. Look how he delivered our people over and over again. And then, through the prophet Isaiah, God says this about the mighty things he'd done in the past. He says, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. Here's what God is saying. You think parting the Red Sea was a big deal? You think it was a big deal to go ahead and just defeat all your enemies in one fatal swoop? Wait till you see what I'm going to do now. And God is saying, now I'm going to change people's hearts. I'm going to change people's lives. I'm going to take addictions and help people break them. I'm going to find people who are lonely and feel like they're on an island. And I'm going to give them relationship. God says, you think you're down to your last bit of hope? I've got hope for you. You think your life is bad? I can help you fix it. You think you're a wreck, you're a mess, and nothing can happen? Well, me fixing your life, God says, and you receiving my grace is bigger than parting the Red Sea. And God says, what I'm getting ready to do is even bigger than that. So if you walked in here today thinking, I'm the only one that feels this way, or thinking, I don't think I can take another step, or thinking, I've messed up so bad, why would anybody even care? God says to each person here, I want to do something new in you. The idea of new motivates us. You're here because of something new, right? You're here, hey, we got a new building, isn't this cool? We don't have to tear all this stuff down in a few minutes. Isn't that great? And, and we can put the thermostat wherever we want. You can sit in here with your coffee. If you spill it, I don't care. We have the carpet squares. We just pull one up and put a new one down. It doesn't matter. It's our place. New has motivated us to be here. And if you're local, if you're from Raleigh, and I know there's, there's some well-wishers from out of town that have come to visit, and that's great. But, but primarily, there, we can all be divided into three groups here. Us local folks that are here in Raleigh, trying to serve God, trying to find out more. We can be divided pretty much three groups. All right, group number one. Group number one, you're the people who you are searching. You came here wondering, maybe you've got some huge questions. Maybe you're coming to church for the first time, or you're coming back to church for the first time. And you haven't been here in a long time, you haven't been to church in a long time, and you just want to know, hey, you think I could find something there? Think I could be anonymous and up on the back row for a little while and just find something? Well, if that's you, if you're the person who you know you don't live daily for God, you don't know what, even know what that means, or you don't care, or you don't, you're not sure, and God's not a daily, moment-by-moment part of your life, I want everybody to write this down. For God to do a new thing 
in me. I must stop holding on to the past. I have talked to so many people just this morning after the first service who just can't let go of the past. And there's such a block between them and a vibrant, grace-living relationship with God because they're holding on to the past. And when God was talking through Isaiah to the Israelites saying, forget all that. He's talking about all the great stuff that he's done, but he's also talking about you're full of sin and mistakes and issues. Forget all that because I want to do something new. And if you sit in this seat and you live far from God, I know exactly how you feel. It was a long time ago, but I lived there up in my early 20s. And I remember going to church thinking, if I could just sit on the back row, don't ask me to do anything. Just let me sit on the back row. Let me be anonymous. And I'll take this at my own pace. If that's you, do that. Go at your own pace. Come back. That's why every week you hear us say, try five. You'll hear about that from Rob at the end of the service. Come back for a few weeks. Give God a shot. Give God some of your time. Bring your hard questions to us. This is a really safe place to say, you know what? I don't get that. I don't understand that. I don't believe that. If, God, if you've been hurt in the past and you, got, you blame God for that, bring all that blame and come here. Because you know what's going to happen? As you let go of your past and allow God to do a new thing in you, you too will say, I want to join that church in the mission of helping people connect with God. Because when you get connected with God, you can't help but want to help other people do it. And right back there at that door earlier today, as I was walking up here to speak in the first service, a guy pulled me aside and with tears he was like, I can't believe this is happening. This is amazing. It's all coming together. And he was a person, when he first walked in our doors, would have been firmly in this group of people who lived far from God. Now, there's another group of people who are here today, and, and you're, you're not a stranger to church. You've been to church before. You know what it's like to go to church. In fact, you, you, you were going to church somewhere else, maybe, and you said, hey, I like those signs better, so I'm going to pull in there, <laughs> or whatever. I'm curious. I just want to know what's, I want to know what's going on. And you're looking for a new church home. That's legitimate. I've been at a place in my life where I was looking for a new church home, and that's okay. There's legitimate reasons to do that. But if that's you, if you're thinking maybe it's time for a new church home for our family, here's what you need to remember from this verse in Isaiah 43. For God to do a new thing in me, write this down, I must change my attitude. I've just got to change my attitude because even though I realize that there are times when it's time to depart one church family and go to another for whatever reason, I've been there, I've done that, many of you have done that, many people have come to us that way, have left us that way. For whatever reason, it's not a decision that's to be taken lightly. It's not a decision that's supposed to be made over petty stuff. And so, if you're in this group that you're just checking us out today, you kind of go to another church, you're just coming here because you want to see what it's all about, and maybe, maybe, hey, maybe this could be a better place for me. And if it was all your other pastor's fault before you left, I'll be done in about 15 minutes. I appreciate you coming today. Uh, won't bother me if I don't see you again next week, if it was all his fault. Because, here's why, there are no perfect people. Our church is full of imperfect people. 
led by imperfect people. You got an imperfect issue, a pastor with issues that I don't have time to tell you about. If you want to buy me a cup of coffee and, and, and you know, open your eyes real big, I'll be glad to tell you about some of my issues, but I'm not perfect. And nobody here is. And if you're perfect, don't come back because you'll mess up our church. <laughs> because, because we're imperfect people trying to serve a perfect God. That's where perfection is. So if this is you, come join us on the mission to help people connect with God. Get connected with us. Start to say, you know what? I want to be on that mission to help people connect with God, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And whatever issues I had in the past, forget it. I'm going to change my attitude. I'm going to be different. I'm going to act different. I'm going to be different. And this time, I'm going to let God truly do a new thing in me and let this be the catalyst that makes that happen. All who have that attitude are invited to come and join us on the mission because what we're trying to do is get people out of that group right there. We're trying to move people from not being connected to God to being connected with God. And we need as many people who want to come from whatever background to help us do that. And if that's you, welcome. And get with us on this mission. There's another group of people in here. And that's the people who call LifePoint Church their church home. I mean, you, you were here when, uh, you know, we thought that we were going we to have to close the doors a couple times, literally. But God showed up in a big way and did something new that we could have never imagined through people like, wow, I can't believe that is happening with that person. God worked in a big way, and many of you have been on that journey. And those, people, those of you in this group, you have worked hard. You have been generous. You've given up your time. You've given up your resources. I was making a list because I wanted to thank all the people that helped today, and I realized that helped make today happen, that it would be easier to make a list of the people who didn't help. And so if you'll pay attention to the screen, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. I'm kidding. That's a joke. But more people helped than didn't help. And those are the people in this group. But here's what you have to know, people who call LifePoint Church your church home. If God's going to do a new thing in me, I cannot get comfortable. Today is not a finish line. We didn't just go, man, finally, jeez, we don't have to tear it down. We don't have to put in all that effort. We've got our own place. It's not a finish line. Today is a starting gate. Today the pistol goes off and we're going at a dead straight-on sprint to try to help connect as many people with God as possible. We have this new tool to help make it happen, so let's keep going, everybody that calls this LifePoint Church. Let's keep rolling. Let's keep finding people that are in group one, because you know what? If you're in that group, you're why we built this building. If it's just up to us, we can meet in a field, we can meet in a school, movie theater. We've done all of that. It's not that big a deal where we meet, but we did this for you, if you're down there in group one, if you're far from God, you are what motivates us. You are what makes us want to do and experience that which is new. So LifePoint Church, you people, this is your church home. Don't get comfortable. You can be comfortable today. All right, one day. We'll do one day of comfort, all right? Enjoy today. Hang out. Take a look at everything. That's great. But this is a starting gate for new big, better, more effective things that God is going to do through us. So God is saying, you think that thing in the past was a big deal? 
He's telling these people, you think the Red Sea was a big deal? You think delivering you from your enemies was a big deal? Wait till you see what I do in the hearts and lives of people. And that's what he's asking all of us to be a part of. That's what I hope all of you choose to be a part of. Today, right after this service, about 20 minutes after we're finished, we're going to have a baptism service because we invited over the last few weeks anybody that also wants to start a new journey, the same day our life is starting a new journey, they're going to be baptized following Christ, taking the next step of faith in baptism. If you don't know what that means, if you want to know more about that, Rob, the site pastor here and I will be down in the front right here in front of the stage after the service. You can come and talk. After the first service, there was a lady came up to me, tears rolling down her face, and she goes, pointed at the baptistry, and she said, I need to do that. That new stuff you're talking about, i got to have that in my life. And she's going to be back here at 1215, and she's going to get connected with God in the way she never has before. You can do that today, too. Because that is what we're all about. That's why you're sitting in a comfortable building. That's why the sound is awesome. The lights are awesome. That's why all this stuff is like it is, because we want to help more people get connected with God. And that is the motivation behind everything. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for being so willing to do something new in such messed up people. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And God, just the way you can take us and our small efforts and make something big out of it. God, I pray for people who are in each group, whether they're far from you or they're looking for a new church or they've been part of our church forever. God, help them experience a new thing, whether that new thing is forgetting the past or changing their attitude or realizing that it's not time to get comfortable. Help them catch the vision to get people connected with you. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.